I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Self-Helpful Podcast is brought to you by Ziggler, your premier source for equipping life and leadership coaches. Visit Ziggler.com and let them inspire your true coaching performance. Welcome, everyone, and thanks for joining me as I talk with today's most important influencers, guides, and changemakers to uncover what truly drives them and extract the big takeaway and their personal journey and their greatest wisdom. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and this is Self-Helpful. In this episode, I wrap up our series on men, on manhood. I actually called it the place of man because it seems to be the question these days. What is the place of men? How should we view ourselves? We grew up with expectations that seem to have changed maybe for better, maybe for worse. I think both, but I find more and more men who feel numb and ashamed or just dissatisfied. And I could say floundering with who they are, but it may be just as much as floundering with who they feel they should be. And they're not sure anymore. So I talked in depth with Connor Beaton. He is the founder of Man Talks, which is an international organization focused on men's wellness, success, and fulfillment. He's author of the book, Men's Work, A Practical Guide to Face Your Darkness, End Self-Sabotage, and Find Freedom. And yeah, it's over my shoulder here for you guys watching the video, uh, which again, you guys can watch all the full videos of all the shows on YouTube. Uh, Connor's also the host of the Man Talks podcast. I was on there recently. Actually, I don't know if the show's published yet with uh, about my book, What Drives You, uh, over my other shoulder for you video guys. Then part three of this series, I was with my great friend, Dr. Randy James. We've walked through life together for 15 years or so. and We got really deep into the issues that we're experiencing as men in this context and what we see happening in the culture and with our peers. So here then are four main highlights I pulled out that I found really resonated and uh, kind of were, were, again, highlights from these conversations and from my own pondering about them. 
I'll also share about an event that I just returned from with uh, 39 guys who did 40 miles of the Grand Teton Trail in one day. So uh, here we go. All right. Number one in this uh, that, that really stuck out, men need to be inspired and filled with joy. So if you're a man right there, I want you to think about this. If you know a man in your life, I want you to think about this. Men need to be inspired and filled with joy. And yes, we could all put, well, I mean, women do as too. Who doesn't? Any human does, well, no matter what you, but on this, for this context, I am going to speak in regards with a flavoring towards men. Um, I, again, if you're a woman, I, I believe most of this, if not all is relevant. And if you know a man, but there are, I believe still some differences. So men need to be inspired, inspired and filled with joy. If you are not enjoying your life, you're not inspiring anyone. You're paying the bills, but you're not lifting people up. That's convicting to me. I have gone through periods in my life where that's what I did. I have nine kids. I went through time periods where I, it was really hard to do anything that I felt like for myself or think about myself or focus on myself. And culturally, that's valiant, right? We don't think about ourselves. doesn't matter who you are. You just go and charge forward and do what you have to do. Man, that's great if you're on battle for a season, but that's that's it. That's life. That's it. I went to Mexico earlier this year with uh, 12 guys, I think it was. So we went to Mexico, went to go surf and, and whatnot, but we also went to talk about legacy. That was the focal point. And we got to talking about that. I'm not going to nix. I'm not going to go real deep into that. I'm not going to nix money, but we looked at that and go, so if my legacy, if I leave is money, let's say I leave 10 million bucks, right? To my kids. Well, let's see, I got nine kids. How about 9 million bucks? Uh, they each get a million. Is that a, is that a legacy? Is that a positive legacy? We have no idea. Zero idea. It could totally be awesome for some of them. It could completely wreck some of the others. It's just, it's a brick, man. We have no idea what it is. However, what can I guarantee is a legacy? Me lifting them up, supporting them, encouraging them, living the example of an, an inspired life that helps give them permission and uh, a flavoring to go and have an inspired life. What, what do you want for your kids? Do you have kids that you say, and again, not everybody has kids, but go with me on the concept. Do you have kids and you go, you know what? have a little fun now, glory years, you know, have a little fun, but it's going to end. It's going to end. I want you to get responsible. And then for the rest of your life, just take care of crap. That's life. Well, screw that. What's the point? But again, we all bought into it. I did some to, to some degree too. And I didn't even have a, my dad had plenty of inspiration, but we still can get caught up in that. If, if we're not inspiring people, what are we, what are we being an example of? We are being an example to everyone, whether we got kids or not, spouse or not, uh, we are, we are being an example. There's, there's an influence unless we're in a cave. What is it that life is, is, is joy and awe? Uh, the book, the power of awe, Jake Eagle, really powerful. Uh, of course it's moot. If you don't have awe, if you don't recognize awe, or are we showcasing life is just a chore? Check this out in Connor's book. Again, it's right over my shoulder. Man talks page 30. And it says within all men is a hidden man, an unseen man, a man who at some point in his life bought into the narrative that suppression equals strength and survival. Think about that. Now, again, go to the battlefield on the battlefield. Yeah. You suppress anything, but strength and survival makes sense on the ball field. If you're an athlete out there, do that. Maybe sometimes in your work, maybe sometimes in a family trauma, 
there's a place to, at the moment, in the moment at least, to have some suppression and, and be stronger in survival. Those are tools. That's a tool. Suppression's a tool. It's not a life. It's not a life. But that's what we have so often bought into. And I love the way that Connor, I don't love it. It's terrible, but I appreciate the way he says that. And is that faith? Is that what our faith in that life is just to I mean, coming from a staunch Christian background? You can get that flavoring too. Hey, you suck. Life is just to go out, take care of people, sacrifice yourself, die to self. Huge concept there that I do not believe we translate correctly. It does not contextually fit in with the Bible at large. That's the only message. End of story. Die to self. That's a tool and that's a perspective. Uh, is that what our faith is, though? Or is our faith, look at the life of Jesus and the guy enjoyed things. They found him at feasts called him a wine bibber as he's drinking wine. Man, a dude that's just a serious workhorse, he didn't have time for social crap and wine. You do water and you work. You don't go away and rest. Solomon in Ecclesiastes, this is in the Bible, in uh, Ecclesiastes 2.24, he says, nothing is better for a man than that he should eat and drink and that his soul should enjoy good in his labor. His soul should enjoy good in his labor. And if my soul is going to enjoy good in my labor, I want to care about what I want to do, what I'm doing. I want it to fit my skills and abilities. I want there to be some joy in it. Maybe even some fun, not all fun. I think any worth that has any value is hard work uh, as well. Has some fun in that. But after he tried everything, Solomon, go read about him. If you haven't Solomon, he tried everything. He had all the money in the world, wisest man in the world. He said, I'm just going to devote myself to pleasure. He did it. He had like a, you know, a thousand, 1500 concubines and a bunch of wives and, uh, there's some pleasure there. He had all the money for every food, drink, entertainment, whatever he wanted to do. And he said, that's just vanity. So then he just did it to labor and work and achievement. And he built this and he had, you know, he was like the, the, the richest man of his time. So imagine what he could do. He did that. And he said, it's all vanity, man. The best thing you can do eat and drink and enjoy life and enjoy good in your labor. And it's not all play, but enjoy. Joy is deeper than happiness. When did we decide the point of manhood is to just provide and fix and sacrifice and, and top it off with just relief? Just get me some relief. Kick the shoes off, bag of chips and a beer and a movie. Nothing against that. But if that's the height of your relief, um, I think there's more to be had. Number two, men need men and relationships. Again, everybody does, but I'm going to focus. I'm going to give men focus. I give women plenty of focus on the show as well. So men need men and they need relationships. I did a series with a woman, uh, Laura Tremaine. It was called Life Council and it was about the need in our lives for multiple relationships. There's not a magic number of three or 10 or 15, but we need multiples. If we're looking to just our, if we're looking to ourselves, we're screwed. If we're looking to just our spouse to fulfill everything. Uh, we're, they're going to fall. It's, it's setting them up for failure and us for failure. We need multiple people in our lives to fulfill multiple roles. Uh, we need uh, a sage. We need wisdom in our lives. We need a comrade in our lives. We need somebody to mentor, I think, in our lives. It could be kids, could be others. Uh, we need somebody who's just the, the person that's just there for us uh, in a moment's need. We need, she, so she goes through that. You can listen to the series, Laura Tremaine, that I did with her, or you can get her book. Uh, but you need men. You need people to relate. Here's my biggest pitch on that. If you are a man and you're listening to this, you cannot turn to your wife and have her understand what it feels like to be a man, to be a father.
Friends, I'm pretty candid about my lack of financial prowess. Money and numbers are fairly Greek to me, so I need a lot of guidance. One of my closest friends is a wildly successful wealth manager, and I'm working on some financial literacy and just continually seeking guidance. So I ask you to check out yahoofinance.com. Nobody knows it all on Yahoo Finance is a, an incredible resource for the rookies like me or the seasoned investors. You know, before my dad passed away recently, Dave Ramsey and his wife, Sharon, flew down to visit. We all got to spend a day together. And I was at yahoofinance.com just now. I saw multiple news flashes from Dave and other people that you respect. And they're hitting so many of the hottest areas in finance today. So it's a place to get a snapshot of all aspects of your financial interests. And if you have them, your portfolios. I hadn't realized Yahoo Finance is the number one finance destination, producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. So for your comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. One more time. YahooFinance.com. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital, and Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, but getting them to actually give their payment info is, and Shopify is king in that department. They also have top-tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Kevin. I live high up in the Rocky Mountains where the air is clean and fresh as possible, but then I step indoors and I'm breathing in untold amounts of toxins and allergens from paint and carpet and cleaning chemicals and pets and furniture and appliances and mold and so on. Studies show the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air anywhere you are, and in some places it's a hundred times worse than that. Well, the solution is to get an air purifier, and Air Doctor is just the best out there. It filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen and pet dander and dust mites and mold and even bacteria and viruses so your lungs don't have to try to do that. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee so if you don't love it just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com. You can use the promo code KEVIN and depending on the model you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. So to get the special deal, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com. Use promo code Kevin. Your wife will never be a father. No woman will ever be a father. Uh, if you happen to be the primary or sole 
income provider and have that pressure, your wife or somebody who has not done that, man or woman, they cannot relate. You cannot go and relate to them about that and talk to them uh, about that. Uh, no different than my wife cannot come to me and say, honey, I really need you to relate to me as somebody who's given birth to a child. I just, I'm sorry, I'm out. I, I cannot do that. You have other, there's other people in your life that she can go to a mom, a sister, a girlfriend or whatever to, we need people that can relate to that. I want to relate to not only relate to, but there's times when I want to relate to somebody who's an, entre an entrepreneur who started business, who's failed in businesses. I want to relate to athletes. Uh, Again, not only, but I, I want those. So those are different. I have different friends for some of those. Some of my, I have, some of my dearest friends are not athletes and that's okay. We relate on different things, but the, the idea, we need people and we are not doing it. Stats keep coming out. Connor talked about in 1985 or something like that, that the average man had five or six relationships, I think, and today has one. And I'm going to question that because I found some guys that'll say, yeah, I have one friend. And I'll say, yeah, well, how, how when was the last time you were in touch? How often do you get together? Uh, how much do you know about their life? Dude is a very lacking friendship. Uh, we got to invest. And I'm saying this, we, I'm saying we, I'm not saying you, you notice that? I'm saying we, because I'm an introvert. I'm the guy who I spent so many years saying no to my guy friends that they quit asking. And when I realized that it was so weighty on me and then I saw them having fun and having inspiration and the joy from their families. And I thought here, I'm just being a workhorse. I forgot how to play, forgot how to have fun. And through that, I forgot how to have joy. Again, I'm not, it's not all about happy fun. I'm not a, I'm not, um, I'm not somebody you come to for, you know, silly and goofy and whatever. It's just not me. Uh, I have to make myself watch a comedy or something like that. Uh, I like deep talks. I like in intense talks. And sometimes I need to just play a game with my family and watch a comedy and watch something funny and watch bloopers. We love bloopers, like movie bloopers. Watch something that makes me, it's just not my go-to, but you get the point. And one thing I saw this on a, a friend of mine sent me a clip on lone wolves and I actually looked it up. And the whole concept of being the lone wolf sounds valiant. I used to relate to that. Hey, what do you, what, if you had to be an animal, dad, what would you be? Wolf, lone wolf. It's apparently a myth. Okay. Wolves are parts of packs. That's their gig. If they go stray, if they go lone, it's to do one of two things, join another pack or create their own pack. They don't stay alone forever. Kind of puts a different thought process on, on it, huh? Now, kudos on them that they have the strength that they can go out, take care of themselves for a little while, but they're, they're not doing it as an end of itself. Uh, the lone wolf thing doesn't work. And we see that. I know plenty of lone wolves who have knocked it out of the park financially and in business because that's what they devoted themselves to at the sake of their health, their relationships, and their joy. And so I do know guys, not a lot because I don't commune with these types of guys, but I know pl there's plenty of guys who have all the means in the world and nobody to share it with. You know, they can buy some friends. Uh, and they may say, no, I got tons of friends, not the friends that I'm talking about. Number three, men need a brotherhood. Again, everybody does talking to men need a brotherhood. You need people you are that are kindred spirits that you have context with. We're literally right now working on some stuff that's kind of think about it like a dating app. I'm not somebody who's going to go network and, and hope to meet somebody. Uh, you know, if I, if I was dating, no different than if I was dating for a friend, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go to a group of guys like I have been that are athletes, businessmen, 
uh, you know, I could say fathers, they're not all, but generally the context. So I know the guy I'm going to sit next to, uh, I'm getting ready to today. The guy that I'm going to sit next to is an athlete or they wouldn't be there period. They're an athlete. Um, they are like, they have the means may not be a business owner, but they have the means to on a, what is today? Tuesday on a Tuesday in the middle of the week, they have, uh, left their family. They've got permission, or if you want to call it that, or they've got the ability to do that. They have the finances to do that. They can get out of their work, whatever that is. So I know that about them. Um, because of the group of guys that I'm meeting with today, the context of a, of a, of a ringleader friend in there, I know that they probably have deeper values that they care about beyond just work, beyond just money. So now I'm also, these are guys I've done stuff with more and more. So most of them I'm going to know. So today, uh, as of this recording, I'm taking off to Taos, Mexico to meet up with 11 other guys. There's going to be 12 of us. We're going to knock around Taos for the evening, uh, do dinner together and drinks and have a great time. Get up in the morning, take a shuttle and do the South Boundary Trail. It's one of the most epic mountain bike rides that there is. So they're all able to do that. Doesn't mean they were all pro cyclists like I was. Uh, one of them is a national champion today uh, uh, at, at over 60. And uh, the others are, are competent. Um and I'm doing that and I'm doing it. Is it to have fun? Yeah. Is it to connect with guys? Yeah. Is it just to get my soul alive and I come back a better man, better husband, a better father, a better podcast host? So having context together, this is important, a brotherhood, people that are your kindred spirits, you share values, you share experience, uh, experiences, you share context, and you may need to go out and create that. I did say I would share that too. I literally now, man, I, I work a lot. I have a lot of kids. I am not a billionaire, uh, but this stuff's important. So I just happened to, I'm going off on just a 24 hour, that's eh, more than that day and a half adventure. Uh, that's, you know, three hours away. I just got back from a, almost a four day adventure with a national group that does this. And we went there to see how they're doing things. And I went and we did the, I think it's called the Grand Teton Trail. So we flew into Jackson Hole, Wyoming. We spent an evening together, uh, had some context together, 39 guys from around the country, all the way around from California to, you know, Boston to, I don't know, Austin and uh, Colorado and whatnot. Uh, I only knew a couple, I went with two guys, so I knew them. And then I had, con I had, I had kind of remotely met a couple guys. So we go there and uh, the next day we did 40, a 40 mile trip. We actually ended up doing 41 miles, 10,000 feet of elevation gain at about a 10,000 foot average of elevation in the Tetons. And it was epic. Now, 40 miles, it's nuts. And who's going to do that? And uh, heck, it, it injured most of us. Uh, the next day we went rafting, pretty mellow rafting, but enough to, you know, knock some guys out of the thing and stuff. And it, it's amazing to have that context, the stories that we told, not the stories even, well, the stories, but the sharing that went on on the trail, especially if you're prone to dig in a little bit, man, hey, tell me about your you know, life and oh, what, what about that? Tell me more. So there's some, uh, having some ability there to talk, to connect and, or, or to be with other people who know how to do that. And man, it happened. One of the really stark uh, examples was we went to this rafting thing. So later in the afternoon, we had lunch and everything, got on a bus, literally like a big school bus, drove 30 minutes to go rafting. And every, you know, people are talking, they usually at that point know somebody, they're sitting next to somebody and there's talk going on. So we do the rafting trip, guys fall out, 
uh, over some of the rapids, you know, we get that exhilaration. Uh, it got cold. And so a, a half of us were shivering like mad. There was a boat out there that had a cooler full of beer, literally beer and, you know, sel- hard seltzers and stuff like that, that flipped. And so there's cans of beer and whatever floating all along the river. And, and so you're, everybody's spotting it and try to get over there and grab the beer, you know, it's it just a fun, regardless of what you think of beer, but a fun thing that happened. Now we go back, get in the, uh, in the van and the bus. Oh my gosh. The decibel level was 10 times higher. Why? We just shared something together and we shared something that was maybe hard, maybe out of your comfort zone. And I had a discussion this morning with a couple of people. It does not have to be some death defying risky thing, but something that gets out of your comfort zone, something that is amazing. You could go, maybe you go overseas with some friends where people speak a different language that you don't know. And it's a different culture you don't know. And it kind of gets you out of your comfort zone. That would do it too. You don't have to do 40 miles or do a rafting. Uh, trip. There's so many things that you can do. Uh, we'll probably talk about a list at some point of things that we would say, hey, here, here's ideas that you could do to get out of your comfort zone. Uh, you know, do, do, go do a cold plunge together. Nothing death defined. You can do it on somebody's porch, but a cold plunge and then a hot plunge and then do yoga that you've never done. I've never done a, a legit yoga class like that and go, oh gosh, that was kind of weird and different and whatever and do something there. And now you're sitting at the table afterwards with Two people, 12 people, and you just experienced something. You had an experience that was more, we're not talking sightseeing and something just easy and benign, but you know, something a little discomforting, whatever that you do together. And now you have shared context. That's what we're talking about. At one point I will do, I will say for guys, just a offshoot that I saw guys are prone to kind of razz each other, you know, give each other a hard time totally cool and fun to do that to a degree. I saw it done to one guy to a degree that went too far. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And it wasn't, it wasn't a joy to him. And as we talked about doing this more formally saying, you know, there's room for that, but th- this, the point is to encourage people. We want to pick out the things they did well, that they're doing well, not the mistake they made on the trail or, or, or whatever, but uh, we want to, we want to lift each other. Last one, big part of primary part of Connor Beaton's message and man talks men. This is my paraphrasing. Men need to master their emotions. Folks, emotional intelligence is a constant thread on this show. It will continue to be because it's what I see as a root cause of joy and relationship. And I have missed it. I have missed it. I am a, I have been an emotionally unintelligent person and I've missed it. And I've let myself reach burnout and bitterness and relational strife and just a lack of joy. We need to master our emotions. Didn't say be emotional. 
catch that, please. It didn't say being emotional. I had a pastor one time say, Kevin, you're, I was kind of lamenting that I don't tend to cry and get real emotional. He says, dude, you're probably not going to, uh, whether it was programmed in you, uh, genetically or your example or whatever I see today, you're probably not going to make some massive shift and become emotional, but can I become a master of my emotions? We did a show on stoicism and that's the concept that we can get from a lower level understanding of stoicism is that you just have no emotions. Dude, that is not it. You have emotions. You don't let them control you. If you want to have joy, if you want to be inspired, if you want to be fulfilled, if you want to truly lead people, you need to master your emotions. Connor said, and I'm paraphrasing again, women, to put that in that context, women don't want to, it's not that they're looking for some emotional man necessarily. But they want a man who knows his emotions, who's aware of his emotions and can deal with them. Because on the other side is fear. If they don't know their emotions, can they deal with them? Because they're going to surface or do they never surface because they're so stuffed? And if that's the case, this person is going to become numb, stifled, or they may totally break. Think about the midlife crisis that we see. Uh, we want to understand our emotions, not be controlled by them, but to understand them. Connor talked about, and it actually came up with a re, another guest recently uh, on leadership, the term of leadership, that the first and best and core leadership is leadership of self. I cannot lead myself. I am not a tool. I'm not an animal. I'm not just um, a being to get stuff done. I'm a human. I'm a person. To lead myself, I need to know myself. To know myself, I need to understand my emotions and my feelings. Understand them. Again, not be controlled by them. And that is, you know, if we look at that leadership, true leadership, I think from people who are actually even leading themselves and other people well, comes from understanding their emotions, emotional intelligence. If you're leading outside of that, then you're probably leading just based on, you know, power or position, authority, which to me is not true leadership. It's not earned leadership. I don't believe. Uh, you get the point. To truly enjoy life and know what gives you joy and how to attain it, you've got to have emotional intelligence. And as Connor talks about, we have all been trained as men in the culture to have emotional avoidance. And we think that that's good. And I understand that there's been times when I have known that I've got some roiling going on inside me, especially with my wife in front of me, or you could put an intimate relationship or a, you know, a valuable relationship, a core relationship in front of you. And I've thought I've been valiant by stuffing that down. Now, of course, if that's going to keep you from being violent and saying something offensive or, you know, acting out, that, that's, that's great in uh in the moment but that's not a, again that's a tool in a moment it's not a lifestyle that's saying okay i'm going to control myself here later on i'm going to cool down then i come back and go okay man in that moment man woman you know whoever you're talking to in that moment or even if you're just divulging yourself in the moment I, this is what i felt not what they did not what i think i'm gonna say that again not what they did not what i think which is what i've done most of my life folks but this is what I felt when they said that I felt violated. I felt abandoned, betrayed. I felt disgusted. I felt uh, disappointed. I felt humiliated. Oh, I felt that. And, oh, this is how I wanted to, uh, you know, this is what it did to me. That's understanding your emotions and then not being controlled by them. Another quote that Connor said, we trade internal leadership leading ourselves. We trade internal leadership, liberty, and masculinity for a safe job, mediocre marriage, 
and lifetime of unactioned dreams, all in the quest of pain avoidance. I'll let you rewind that and listen to it again. Friends, that has been me. I've achieved some great things. I have a family that's incredible. Uh, I have a lot of joy. I have experienced awe in spite of some of this. I've missed out on so much, so much of the heights of it. And I am experiencing now, I'm on a new journey at 52 years old. I am on a new journey. It's not a midlife crisis. You know what? I'm going to give it a different name. It's, it's a midlife I was going to say rebirth. It's not a rebirth because I was never there. It's a midlife birth. It's a, it's a midlife uh, evolution of understanding my emotions, understanding the needs that I have to be full, like having other friends and deep friendships. I don't have to have that to survive, but to be full and thriving. Yeah, I do. Um, so Lots to ponder there. Be a great one to, if you're listening to this, if you're a woman, to share with uh, the important men in your life, your husband, your sons, uh, your brothers, your dad, whatever, to share this with them. Share Connor's resource of, of Man Talks, the book or the podcast. Uh, if you are a man, this is one that you're going to hear, and it's not going to make a difference unless you now have knowledge. You haven't learned a thing. You haven't learned it until you start walking it out. Uh, and I understand, man, reaching out and trying to connect men, connect with men is difficult. We're going to be working on resources. You can connect with Connor Beaton at Man Talks uh, for that as as well. Um, this is this is a paradigm shift, uh, a true a true paradigm shift, folks. Friends, thanks for joining me on this journey to elevate our own experience and improve the way we show up for others. Uh, big thanks to Connor Beaton, author of Men's Men's Work, a practical guide to face your darkness in self-sabotage and find freedom. Also host of the Man Talks podcast. I kept referring to his book as Man Talks. It's Men's Work. It's sitting behind me, but uh, Man Talks is the podcast. Men's Work is the book. You can find him at Instagram at Man Talks. He's got, I don't know, 175, 200,000 guys following uh, him there. So I'd really encourage you there. Thanks to my buddy, Dr. Randy James. You can find him at truelifemedicine.com. I met a listener here at the offices last week who flew from Arkansas out here to Colorado. Renda Carr came up here to have Randy get to the root cause issues of their health and wellness because they want to be healthy and well as long as they can. So thanks to those guys for this conversation. Friends, if you appreciate the podcast and want to share it with others, please rate the show on Spotify. Uh, and leave us a rating and review on Apple. You can subscribe on YouTube. I think it's Kevin Miller CO or KevinMiller.co and watch the full episodes of everything that we do here. Uh, you can find me at Kevin Miller CO on social media as well. We got a lot of clips going out these days and reels and stuff that'll give you little excerpts from the show that'll give you just value in and of themselves and show you if there's a show that you want to go tune into. And if you want to learn how to master your own inner drive, get my book what drives you on Amazon. Till next time, friends, stay driven.